we'll just hit record and we'll, well start. Could going. you please already? We're waiting. Was anybody happy with Chris Evans? I was. I was very happy with Chris together, Evans. Do a remarkably dumb dummies. Oh, we're in. Chris Evans is awesome. Hey, hey, the first I time. And to occasionally watch a movie they actually like. The movie dummies. Infinitely dumb. Yes, welcome that to the Movie Dummies Podcast, everybody. <laughs> I am Joe. I am Shannon. I'm Angela. And I'm Aaron! No Matt this week. He's enjoying a Red Wings game, but that's mm-hmm. all right. We will be plenty dumb without him. Uh, this week we watched a movie, as you can kind of hear, we're, we started talking about it, so I figured we better start. It's <laughs> called Sunshine. And oh, uh, I want to begin the podcast by apologizing. I don't think anybody even heard it, but... Uh, I apologize to you guys. I got Danny Boyle and, uh, what's his face? Guy Ritchie mixed up in my head. They are very different filmmakers. <laughs> yeah? But yeah, I don't know why I'm apologizing. Nobody heard that episode last week. Once again, we apologize. Please. Maybe we should quickly, uh, rate 12 Dates of Christmas. Really? Yeah, just real quick. The 12 Dates of Wait, Christmas. Wait, hold on, hold on. If we're going to rate that, we have to rate Christopher Robin. I'm sorry, you can't leave it out. Oh, that's right. Oh, we had, a, we had yeah. a big, long discussion last week about Christopher Robin and about yes, how sir. it's a... Uh, and I have one scene of real life that happened, but let's rate 12 Dates first. Okay. 12 Dates of Christmas. Um, let's see. It was a Groundhog Day ripoff, Christmas time, with Amy Smart... Uh, Tasty Coma Wife, and Zach Morris, Mark Paul Gossler. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It was cute. It was plenty fun. It was better than the normal fare Shannon makes me watch via the Hallmark Channel. And I think I rated it like Feeling a sorry. four or a five. I think You it's rated it a five, and it made me feel happy with my rating. Okay, it was, it was middling, but I mean, yep. there's plenty worse we've watched. There's been plenty better. Shannon, what did you rate it? An awesome... I don't know what you rated it high like a like a ridiculous number like an eight. Hold on, I actually write this stuff down. Okay, somebody you else do go watch it. Hold on, what? Yes, I rated it a nine out of ten. I said I will watch this every year. I think it's cute and I love the actors. Shut up, baby, dude. Do you have an Excel spreadsheet for this? I have notes on my iPad that I take. So I have a notes that form. That iPad will always ruin us. Right. I have a notes form that I just delete the information in it and leave my <laughs> subheadings every week. She saves them all as a new note. Dang. Got yeah. a lot of notes. She well, of notes. her notes were pretty exact, so I'm going to oh, have to go with hers. I could go back and say, what did I say for that Kung Fu Hustle movie? I can tell you right here. <laughs> whoa, Two whoa, whoa, out of whoa, whoa. ten. Are you saying Kung Fu Hustle with the, the crazy palm that they crush everybody with? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Please do not rate that under a five. She rated it a two. Two. Dose. What did you rate 12 Dates of Christmas, though, A.A. Ron? Wait, what? What did you rate the 12 Dates of Christmas? After everything I heard, because Aaron Carey watched the wrong movie and (laughs) thought we were going to watch this later, I rated a six because I want to watch it after Oh, did I totally forgot you never watched it. And I I actually have a shout-out. For Shannon and Angela about Woo! this. 
I am finally understanding why these moves are good. Because when I have my two kids, I'm like, what do I want to watch in front of them? <laughs> yep, you can watch I, I, this. I really do. And yeah. everything I heard, and after I watched my favorite movie about a woman who doesn't understand like what the love of Christmas is with a boyfriend, I'm like, oh my God, this is everything I want. I rated it a six. Nice. I rated it a four until I found out Zach Morris was the boyfriend. And I rated it up to a six. Nice. Yay! He totally six. makes this movie. Yeah, it, it sounds good. Angela, would you end up rating it? I think I rated it a six or a seven. I'm definitely going to have this movie in my yearly repertoire for Christmas movies. Um, but yeah, these—I mean, these movies aren't good, but they're fun <laughs> and cute and. And yeah, I can watch them in front of my kids, and yep. my kids like them. It's so enjoyable. it's like a little right. It's like a little bonding thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, well, so let's get not into- waste any time and let's roll the Christopher Robin. <laughs> yeah. So we had a long discussion about Christopher Robin, and, and because I watched it while we were on vacation, and it destroyed me. Um, yeah. It's, it's so brutally. Everything we said. I'm going to give it to you. Summarize it. it it's so brutally sad. It's so honest, um, and I think that's probably... It's not that it's overly sad, and it's not like they were super trying to go after those heartstrings, but it was so honest in its language, and you you had to look at, at Pooh as being like a child, and of course, children don't ever say lies, and they don't hide their feelings. They pretty much are blunt, and they tell you how they're really feeling, and Pooh was like this catalyst for all these sad feelings. <laughs> He's not the joy bringer. You know of the uh, the cartoons he, but he's you know ugh. it ended up being very. But if you sad. never watched, if you never watched Shannon or Angela, I'm sorry, I don't remember which one. If you never watched the show, it doesn't bring anything like that to you. No, you just think Pooh's like that's me. Um, overly sensitive, but because he's so happy all the time, and he's he's just like oh bother, you know he's he's you know like water on a duck's back. He's just. Just let's roll with it, you know. But to so, hear him say these things. Interjection. Ugh. Side note. One of Pooh's statements, if someone can help me with this, is when he, uh, when Pooh finds a balloon, mm-hmm. he said, "Pooh, is the balloon necessary?" Or he <laughs> he says, went, "Do you need the balloon?" Yes. And, and Pooh says, "Well, no, I don't need it, but I would really, really like it, please." And it's just so. <laughs> It's so, so I want to tell you Don't why cry. this movie screwed my ASS over is I had to go. I had a wonderful day yesterday with the family. And one of them, I had to go to Kroger twice with <laughs> the kids. And I took one each time. And when I took Evie, she found the freaking balloons. And my daughter, for those of you who don't know, is 18 months old. Oh, boy. Oh. She is freaking out over a balloon. And I honest to goodness said, Rosie are Evie, do you need a balloon? <laughs> and I swear to God, I swear to you, Winnie the Pooh went, I don't need it, but it'd be nice. <laughs> and I ended up buying a stupid $4 pre-inflated <laughs> balloon for my kid because Winnie the Pooh. So, yep. hey, guys, Is it one of those me- stupid ones on the stick that always falls off and gets oh. popped? Yeah, <laughs> the kid has to have one every time we go to the store. And I looked at it and went, 
do you really need this? And all I could hear was, no, but it'd be nice. <laughs> but it would be nice. I really, really like it. And, um, and I have to say, I think that is the actual goal of Christopher Robin. I think the goal is for us to slow down and sniff the roses. Exactly. I think the message of the movie was nothing is when some of the best things happen when you're doing nothing. And I wouldn't have bought it. I honest to God, guys, wouldn't have bought it without that movie. I swear to you. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't have. Yeah, you know, like when I was uh, 20-ish, somewhere around there. So six years ago? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And my mother would just bring me a candy bar when she came back from the store. I was like, that's weird. And I go, is this for all the times that you couldn't afford it when we were kids? And she goes, kind of. <laughs> and she like started crying. I'm like, yeah, that's... It was. Why did you bring that up? Like, dude, come on. Yeah. See, I didn't have that. My parents are like, whatever. Yeah. There's sticks right, outside. Wait, rate it. Let's do a quick one. Ooh, Christopher, what would I rate it? Um, I, de- I think it's definitely a must-see movie. Yes. I'll, I'll start there. And I think yep. that it's beautifully shot. It's wonderfully animated. Uh, it's well acted. Jim Cummings deserves an Oscar nomination for, for Winnie the Pooh. Um, I know you guys Tigger said too. it was, but I, Tigger was too real. That bothered me. He looked he looked too old. He was, <laughs> That's Tigger. Awesome. That's what he looks like in the original books. I liked it, but uh, I think I'm probably going to put it up there like an 8 or a 9. Right around there. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to put it at a 9. It was wow. it was brutal. It it wrecked my weekend. <laughs> I was thinking about that movie and crying all weekend. It's, it's still actually holding me. It's still wow. yeah. true. What do you rate it, Aaron? Well, as I've said, and I'll repeat the same statement, I will only have a one ten until something can come in and hold my ten. Joe, what's my ten? Interstellar. Interstellar. Thank you. I give it an eight because I don't believe a person who has not seen Winnie the Pooh will enjoy it. And that knocked yeah. it down from a nine. I have talked to multiple people who have seen the movie and didn't care, but they weren't Winnie the Pooh people. Right. Yep. It's like someone watching a real live action door of the Explorer. You didn't watch it. <laughs> eh. No. Swiper looks weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's just like the Pooh thing. I think it just speaks to parents on a Oh for sure. And just a gut level, you know. But I mean, I was he, never really a poo person. I mean, I watched it. My what? nephew was into Everything it more than I was. Everything comes down to poo. <laughs> the only reason I don't do nine, the, honest to God, the only reason I don't do nine is it doesn't speak to non-poo audiences as heavily. It doesn't. You're right. Yeah. I, I, I suppose. I, I just, I would have given it all, but it really, like, honest to goodness, just like you guys talked about not going into deep at least three times when they said something like one tear drops you're like whoo didn't expect that one <laughs> didn't didn't where did you see, forget about me oh yes, i did Woo! did you let me go oh, oh I, why you got i got goosebumps on a freaking m59 i got goosebumps on it <laughs> why do you do that <laughs> See, I'm not a poo, poo person. Winnie the Pooh person. I guess I never watched it as a kid. I didn't have that kind of. There we go. Hold on, me. I'm heartless, like Chandler Bing. Whatever. You're not heartless. Chandler Bing is not heartless. He's just callous. Uh, okay, I'm callous. I was taught everything's hard. Get used to it. 
And those I moments like did get me. That's what she said. And I thought, <laughs> oh, it just reminded me as a parent that I need to spend more time with my kids. And I don't want to, I'm going to savor all those moments. I just, yes. you know. Yeah. We're at the store the other day and Oliver's like, can I have this? I'm like, yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> like yeah, you ruined it. over to the transform aisle. He's like, can I have this? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I think the thing you're looking for is it's tighter. That jacket's tighter than a dick skin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut up, baby, dude. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Oh, man. So I think we would all recommend it. Yes. Yes. Are we going to recommend anything this week? Yeah, let's do our recommendations. Yeah. Let's start with Angela. Oh, what did you watch this that, week? Yeah. Um, so this week I watched some more of The Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Love it, love it, love it. Watch, watch, Dwight, watch. you ignorant are you, slut! Are you in the season of uh, of uh, George Foreman Bacon? <laughs> no, I am not. I'm way past that. I am in the season of where of Timothy Olyphant. Oh, so I know what this is. That's that's. Uh, I'm gonna make an online profile called "I Love Little Kids." Yeah. That way they know what I'm about. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Trying to hold it in. Oh boy. <laughs> Whew. Um, I got to watch Scott's Tots today. Oh my! <laughs> that episode is as brutal it's, as Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, it's pretty oh. brutal. I couldn't watch it. I had. I, I was like, I'm gonna go get in the shower. I can't watch this. It's. Oh. Uh, as soon as he stood up to take to to God, do a speech. Yeah, honest to God, watching that show will make me feel that way. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. They, they, that episode's the worst. Yeah, it's, it's the worst thing he's ever done. It's the most soul-crushing I, thing he's ever done. I think the uh, office. I think the office is. I'm not. I don't want to throw it out there, guys, but I'm going to do it because I've seen powerhouses of shows. I think the office is our Seinfeld. Ooh. Um, I yes really and no. I mean, if, let's let's deviate from it real quick and do Parks and Rec. Let's do How yeah. I Met Your Mother. Let's do mm. Friends. I think The Office is the first show that tackled corporate life the best. I I don't think anybody can beat it because Seinfeld um, yeah. I hold in esteem. Yeah, I'm a big big Seinfeld fan, but to me, like Scrubs is still king. There's too many people who can't relate, and it came out not at the same time as this. Right. I this think came out hold... at the same time as How I Met Your Mother. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Maybe maybe I'm going uh, second generation. Maybe I should be uh, comparing this to a third. There you go. Yeah, that might be a good point. Yeah. Right. Um. You know. It is. It's all personal preference, anyways. But. No, it's not. It's law, right? <laughs> <laughs> Scrubs is a beautiful show in that it makes you cry as much as it makes you laugh. Yes. I mean, within seconds of each other. I mean, The Office does that too, though. And you know I love Scrubs. Like, Scrubs is... Yeah, but the cry moments in The Office are not every episode. No. No, But neither are Scrubs. Pretty much every episode. Not every episode. Oh, side note from the uh, cry motion. uh, Emotion, I apologize. Anybody can help me out here. Um, um, he's a British actor who did, um, he did the Emmys and stuff. Ricky really Gervais? Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais show where he, Derek, on Netflix. Yeah. That was a really good show. Wow. I really liked that As show. a quick side, as a quick side out, nothing of like crazy importance. 
I'm just gonna throw it out as a wow real quick. I'm sorry for the side note. No, sorry. Wow, that that show hit me hard. That that one got me like The Office. Not like how I met your mother. For, Friends never got me that way. Scrubs, <gasps> I never watched it to the end. How dare you? No, no. Wow. Friends got me. I've watched every episode twice. Friends got me, but never. Friends doesn't know, have that where. type of emotional depth. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Friends no. is not emotional. No. I mean, when Derek is a person who really like that one hits hard, but wow, that yeah. that's the standard of emotion I hold a lot of television to is Derek really is. And I hate it because I don't like Ricky Gervais. Truly, I, I don't because of his uh, his comedy hurts, I think, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But that show, I felt, was a very... Uh, Different take. Yeah. It was callous toward callousness hmm. of what exactly, we had for yeah. people. Yeah. It was being harsh against our own harshness. And uh, it changed my standards of television to this day. Hmm. Angela, you watch anything else? I did. I watched uh, season one of The Good Cop. Ooh. Hey. I was just going to say that that's another show you can watch in front of your kids. Yeah. 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 How was it? How was Josh Groban? He I love Kevin was Bacon's wonderful. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously. He was I very delightful. People? It was no. crazy. Tony Danza still got it. I told He's you he was really good. Amazing. I was, He's wonderful. What is Tony Danza's position? He is Groban's father. Is he a cop too? He's he a former cop, cop and he's a uh, criminal. He he was a bad no, cop. No, he's not. He's no. a smooth criminal. Da, da, yeah, da, da, he was like da, da, a crooked da, da, cop or whatever da, 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 and he got caught. And yes. Josh Groban decided to be the polar opposite of him. So he's the good cop. What city? I'm sorry. New York. <laughs> Manhattan. Thank of you. course, it's got to be New York. If you it's said, like, Indi- if you said Indiana, I wouldn't want it. <laughs> right. Well, awesome. Would you recommend the show to others? I absolutely would. It's so funny. And it's surprising, right? It was surprising, yes. I, I did not expect to laugh out loud, and, and I did quite a bit. Well, how did you like What's the... What's the perspective the... of the show? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joe. I Go ahead, Aaron. What's the perspective of the show? Who's the main character? Groban. Josh Groban. Oh, and then Tony Danza and then Groban's got two partners. Yeah. Uh, he well, he runs a squad, so he doesn't really have partners. He has employees. So it's not yeah. shot like uh, the Indy Sandberg show. It, it like follows him very heavily. Um, I mean, it's the Andy of Sandberg like, show follows Andy Sandberg pretty heavily. No, no, that uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn yeah. Nine Nine. Yeah. It's kind of like Brooklyn Nine-Nine in that that it's not a procedural. It's not really so much about the crime. It's about the relationships between the people. It's kind of like that. But it's not a comedy like that. It's actually more of a just... It's a sweet kind of throwback drama because there's not... It's not like sexually gratuitous. There's not bad language. It reminds me of kind of like the 80s. Oh. It's like a nice show. It is. Chicka-chicka. It's family friendly and it's it's fun. It's 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 well worth the watch. I highly recommend. Okay. So it. even though I told you it was coming, did you laugh when Burl was talking about the guy getting stabbed? I did really hard. <laughs> I like. I think Burl might be my favorite. I love his his. It's weird, such a dry humor. Mm-hmm. I love his weird statements about things where right. it's just kind of like. 
Yeah. You know what? It is weird that there are no B batteries. I agree. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Joe. Uh, I wasn't going to watch it until Angela said it right now. Yeah, uh, you know, you can watch it in front of your kids, too. So You can. Yeah, this is, I think that's a resounding yes. Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard sell to say Josh Groban's great in something when you only know him as the "You Raise Me Up" guy. Yeah, he was in the Muppet movie. But when you say it though, I'm finishing the whole song in my head though. So I can look at mountains. There you go. It's going. Take it away. So who's next? Aaron might as well go. Yeah, Aaron, what's your recommendations? Well, I sent a vote out to all of y'all and I had one vote for each movie because <laughs> nobody decides to give me anything and I actually went on vote one because nobody voted until secondly and I am so happy that I got to watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Honest to goodness I um, I was very, very impressed and what I did when I went home is I decided to read every negative review of Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody. I wow. wanted to find out why people were frustrated because the timeline when I is came off. out of the movie, I was so uplifted and so happy. I wanted to find out what was angerifying about it. This kid and might be a genius. <laughs> what I what <laughs> I found as the main uh, argument, and I'm really confused about this, and maybe any of you can explain this to me is main argument unless i misinterpreted of it was um con uh, i'm using the word conden condensation not con um yes. constricting there we go constricting of story and leaving out uh let's just say uh not safe for work i don't really know if that's the best way or not politically not politically correct stuff it was a more saccharine view of his life yes for sure. Which is why Sasha Baron Cohen left, correct? He, no, he Sasha like Baron Cohen left because he was he stopped the movie when Freddie died. Oh, okay. And the band wanted well, some after Freddie stuff. Yeah, I, I, I'm very oh. happy they did. And what hit me was this. is one of my all-time favorite movies of like what I based a lot of my musical selection on um, just for my own age is when I got to watch the biopic, not documentary, which is a very important key mm -hmm. of uh, Jim Morrison, it was eye-opening to me. And when I went and went into this movie, I thought I was watching what I would call like the the life of Freddie Mercury. And sure. I really felt that Sasha Baron Cohen could have never, ever replaced Rami Malek. Is that his name? Rami, Rami Malek, yeah. Mm -hmm. Rami Malek. The young Rami Malek, which was at least half the movie, he portrayed a very good character, loved his teeth implants. I think they did a great <laughs> job. And I found myself at multiple times in the movie singing the song, clapping my hands. And I think that was the point of the movie. I think the point of the movie was meant to say, this was Freddie Mercury. Not this is Freddie Mercury. That Not, mm -hmm. not this is how Queen was formed. This is what he aspired to be. And when they portrayed the on-stage presence of Freddie Mercury, I I felt like I was in a concert. And I right. loved every minute of it. And what I loved about the movie, 
they never portrayed Freddie Mercury as like a great human being. They portrayed him as Lady Gaga. He's a diva. He's a queen. He's a diva. And it was so well done. And I was so happy. I waited till the end. I watched the... They actually put... I was like, is there going to be like a Marvel movie ending? Guess what? There is. (laughs) (laughs) There really was. I was like hoping like Captain America showed up. So you're in detention. That's what I was hoping for. And they did it. I was very, they very put happy. Very, very Chris happy Evans at the end of this movie? No. No, I really, I was hoping, like, oh. hey, you're here. They did a uh, true recording of the original Bohemian Rhapsody at the end of the movie. Oh. Like a live recording from studio, and it was great. And it was wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. Like, finding out he was, like, if I ever think Freddie Mercury, I'm thinking gay, 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 gay. And, I guess. And hearing about his life, and it was so wonderful. They go, Freddie, tell me what's wrong. And he's like, no, I don't want to say it. And they're like, Freddie, say it. And he goes, I think I'm bisexual. She's like, no, Freddie, you're gay. Yep. Freddie, you're gay, gay, gay. And I was like, yes! Like, it was fun. It was a very good movie. They did a great job. His wife was played magnificently. Hmm. The hurt she had to handle of a husband who found out he was gay. Unbelievable. Right. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. And I really liked that she played a spot from a minute, maybe five, to the end closing. And I was really happy about that, that they held her with her ring on. Well, was, you job. know, they were best friends. Yeah, they did a good job. So, so that's I mean, my movie, and I'm, I was super excited. That's your movie. Yeah, and then uh, some of the other critiques your of the movie, movie. are that uh, the timeline is off. Yes, but what are you going to do? How can you not condense 20 years? You know, montage it, baby, with a date on the bottom of the screen so that freaking nerds don't go, well, that was actually 1985, and you were represented as being 1981. (gasps) I can't deal with it. Montage. Yeah, Yeah, they do it in all the Rocky movies, so. You know, and I've heard very good things about the movie that it, it is saccharine, but they do show... Um, Freddie in, in a more real light and that he was a queen, he was a diva him and, uh, what's his name is it Roger Deakins, am I getting the name right? and I did not know he was that good of an artist wow is it Roger Deakins was the You're asking. the guy who wrote all the music I don't know Yeah, he wrote a lot of their Ooh. songs I apologize, another interjection I freaked out name? in the middle of a movie no, it's not honest Roger to Deakins. god, like, I'm talking I spoke loudly watching the movie and I go guys 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 the bassist it's a child actor and honest to god my wife looked at me and goes Aaron that's a grown man Roger Taylor I go, no 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 it's a child actor like John he's never acted before guess what guys the bassist is the dude from Jurassic Park oh really what it's the little boy from Jurassic Park I freaked out like I honest to goodness could not contain my excitement <laughs> that it's the little boy from Jurassic Park. Like, honest to goodness, I'm turning okay, around. Fox and friends. Seriously, it's the Jurassic Park boy. And they're like, um, sir, could you just shut your mouth, please? <laughs> I'm gonna never come with you to a movie again. No. It was, sorry. Don't go with me. Roger Deakins is a cinematographer. John Deacon is the uh, uh, guitarist. Nobody cares. And Joe. he's the guy who wrote most of the songs. Joe. What's your recommendations? Joe. What's yours? 
my turn? Yay! Can I, like, recommend everything I recommended last week? No. Yes. So, I watched this movie, one of my favorite Christmas movies on Netflix, called The Spirit of Christmas, about a ghost. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, when she revealed that her favorite Hallmark movies are when a ghost becomes real. Yep. <laughs> we also watched Time Trap, which was this weird movie. Very good movie. Nice it little was very indie good. movie. Nice short. I watched The Equalizer 2 with Denzel Washington. It's was all right. It was okay. But let's see. This week, I watched Love, Wedding, and Marriage. Ooh, sounds like a winner. What's that? It has Mandy Moore in it. And she's <laughs> a counselor. But her parents are getting divorced. But she gets married, and she loses it. Is it a young Mandy Moore? Yeah. It yeah. is. So, nah. It's You're okay. totally ruining my brain thoughts. It's one of those right? just okay movies. Nothing awesome. Totally makes sense. Then I also watched another Netflix Christmas movie called The Princess Swap. Jerk off. Yeah, 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 exactly. Not a good one. It has the uh, high school musical girl, whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. Do you know who she is? Mm, Hudgens. Yes. So I guess she goes to another country for a baking contest. And it just sure. so happens that the princess of this country. No, no, no. The princess from a different country is dating the prince from that country. And they're identical twins. Yeah, pretty soon I bet they'll all be swinging together. Just and, a big old mm, fucking suck. So they switch places because she wants to know what it's like to be a commoner. <laughs> of course. Uh, and they fall in love movies. with each other's people. Is so someone turning into a king at the end of this movie? Nope. No, but the commoner falls in love with the prince. And the prince falls in love with... Wait, wait. Yeah, the prince falls in love with the commoner, and the queen falls in love with an American. Ooh, that was scandalous. Oh, yeah. Why is it so out of this world that a person in power falls in love with a person not in power? Yeah, why is that such a big deal? Oh, because you have to get these royal bloodlines together. Like, come on. But Prince Harry isn't going to rule anything. Well, but seriously, that that's a powerful person. Like, you're marrying a lady who was wearing see-through shirts on the boardwalk. Well, I mean, he's powerful, but he's never going to be... Stop whining! Yeah, he's never going to rule he's the throne? He's never going to be king. He's, he's, he's well, spare. I can, I can tell you a knife would change the story. Well, it has to be several knives at this point, because William has two sons now. That's I tell true. you right now, there is two little boys no there in the tower at the castle. That would beg to differ on that. I the also like the scar of this story now. What? How are Come we on. getting into Don't this? Don't me. Why are we talking about the princes and queens what do you and want? kings and Joe? Stop playing drops. <laughs> hey, Aaron, I think your Bluetooth's going crazy, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not on Bluetooth. That's worrying me. Give me a second, guys. I'm gonna okay. Try to come back in. All right. So the last recommendation I have is a do not watch movie. It's a space movie, Aaron. It's called. I don't play that game. Incoming. Huh? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. C u m m i n g. 
<laughs> what? I don't get the joke. Uh-oh, Dickerus is flying too close to the sun. You're just being ridiculous. Yeah, that's yes. a lot better. So this movie... I'm sorry, I, I didn't know the noise was me. I'm sorry. That's okay. How dare you? So I downloaded it to my iPad so I'd have something to watch while I was at this long torturous event with my daughter yesterday uh it's an impaired terrorist cell hijacks a high security prison in outer space what yep and a cia agent becomes the one chance to stop them all wow i just made shit my pants this was the worst movie i've ever seen I think it beats Kung Pao. Disappointed! I was thoroughly disappointed. None of the space stuff worked. Like, why are they walking around? Like, there's no gravity in space? space. You cannot crash the International Space Station through the atmosphere without it breaking off into a million pieces. It came down in one piece? Yeah, it's not believable. Disappointed! Okay. That's just, that angers me as much as when the uh, spaceships were flying in Armageddon. <laughs> you cannot fly in space. You can glide. No. It, it can't maneuver like a plane. <laughs> There's no air. <laughs> so yes. annoying. Yes, that's kind of what I was bothered by. I'm like, okay, when I can't get the science part, I can't get the story. But the story was just as lame. So, So don't, if you see it, don't watch it. Waste of time. Hey, Mystery Science Theater, this would be a good one oh, for you to fantastic. <laughs> Send it into him. So. All right, my turn? Yes. All right, yeah, a yeah. movie that I'm going to start off with is a movie we both failed to mention last week, and you failed to mention again this week. Okay. It's a little ditty called First Man. Oh, yeah, we forgot about that. Oh. Yeah. A little ditty. It's a biopic about uh, Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Starring Ryan Gosling and directed by Damien Chazelle. Well, she just randomly touched the soundboard she came to see. <laughs> and it's got Claire Foy, Shannon's favorite new actress. Why? Why do you keep saying that? Because I watch stuff with her in it? Crown and you're like, I love her. Is that I just the lady like... from Handmaid's Tale? No, it's the lady from The Crown. I like The Crown. Big deal. She's a good actress, too. Bye. Big deal. <laughs> Quit touching the soundboard. Oh, no, you can do it. I can do it. And, uh, yeah, so I have to like, watch her hands. I want to swat it. Swat. Ow. Whoa. Um, echoey. It's, it's okay <laughs> as far as a movie about Neil Armstrong, but what it is an ex- excellent example of is what it's like to be a parent. Oh. Boom. Yeah, it's a pretty good representation of an actual marriage and actual parenting because kids are being assholes. And it puts stress on the, the family. Why are you touching the soundboard? Because I'm trying to hit drops like you do for us. Shut up, baby dick. Um, then come scoot over next to me, and you can actually play with the soundboard. Be next to you? I feel like I'm watching an episode of Recess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my farm here in Texas. So do you recommend the first man? I recommend you watch it. It's, it's obviously masturbatory in the way that you think it's Oscar bait. And it is. It's yeah. it's total Oscar bait. Um, uh-huh. mm-hmm. But it it lacks a soul. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think that's what they're going for, though, because Neil Armstrong is not what people thought he was. Well, if he's anything like he's played in the movie, he was autistic. So, 
and it makes you, you question. <laughs> That's the way Ryan Gosling played him. I don't like this. Yeah, so it you know watch it. You tell I guess us. watch it. I it doesn't. It's not. <laughs> I've seen better. Um, the next thing I want to recommend. Bye. Is uh, the Christmas Chronicles on oh, Netflix? Why didn't I say that? Starring, I can't wait. Starring Kurt Russell. Good Christmas um, kid movie. He gets to bring back his Elvis routine from when he was in that Elvis movie. And uh, that's all I'll say about it that. It had some ups and downs. It's very for fun. Me. Is it like the uh, the original the Christmas movie with Tim the Two Man Taylor? Is it the like Santa a- Claus? No, it's not like that at all. He. He's actually Santa, and he's always been Santa, and um, he has seemingly limitless power. <laughs> yep. It's just—it's very good. That's all I'll say. Is he? Yeah. Would you say he's like a god? Kind. Mm. He's like a supernatural on supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so that'd be great. He could be ego. Maybe. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Do we have a Marvel crossover? <laughs> but I mean, he played he played Elvis in a movie in 1979. Um, did, was he in Bubba Hotep too? Bubba Hotep? <laughs> no, he, that was Bruce Campbell. <laughs> but I'm glad Kurt Russell's back on the scene. Uh, yeah. I loved Bone Tomahawk. Um, that was his. I don't know. It's so good. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. If you've never seen Bone Tomahawk, it is one you may not watch in front of the children. It is brutal and awesome. What other recommendations do you have, uh, Joe? I watched a bunch of Scrubs. Watch Scrubs. Oh, yeah. So did I. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was crying and laughing and crying and laughing. And, and I just went to sleep because I'm heartless. Keep I'm going. I'm all the way up to, he's a dynamite hider. So <laughs> Ooh, good. we got a transformer on. Transformer. <laughs> Roll out. Um, and then on today, I watched the new Halloweeny. What? Halloween? I thought you were going to watch it with me. You don't like horror movies. But I would have watched it. I don't want to have you go. Joey, will you go check so, in the shower curtain? Angela, take back. We went to the movies and saw a preview for a movie called The Nun. Do you remember oh, this? And I was sitting in the theater and I screamed out loud. Not, not <laughs> just out loud. Loud. Like. I was terrified. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes... That sounds like a nice, quiet, scared moment, right? (laughs) I was like, what the... Ah!" It was awful. (laughs) Awful. And he's like, honey, if you love me, you'll watch The Nun. I was like, no. Never gonna happen. (laughs) Never gonna give you up. Never Never gonna gonna get you down. down. Never gonna turn around and... Desert you. Um, so it's all right, Shannon. You're not alone. We were talking about watching The Exorcist last night, and Chloe freaked out and yelled, "I can't watch that shit!" Stomped <laughs> out of the room. Uh, she shouldn't be watching that. That's no, she shouldn't. I was just kidding because I know she didn't like. Oh, movies. you were oh, doing the that. Exorcist I was is just a giving her a little, movie. little bit of the business. Gotcha. And she just freaked out let me just tell you neither the nun nor halloween is scary to me okay okay there's nothing scary about either of them does jamie lee curtis get her revenge uh because she looks pretty good in the previews she 
it's it's an odd situation because they've erased every sequel. So it's what? like a start over. It's it's like a soft reboot in that they're rebooting all. He the doesn't sequels. seem like a very bright guy. Yeah. Right. Dude, there's it's, a lot of humor in it. It's like Halloween two, two again. Yeah, it, there, there's a lot of humor in it. It was a, uh, it was written by Danny McBride. So there's that going for it. John Carpenter came back to do the music. Hmm. Um, hmm. Or they're using his music. I don't know exactly what's going on. Ooh. Don't listen to me. All I know is the movie's okay. It was actually You're interesting to watch. To sleep. It was interesting to watch. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Got anything else? Skip The Nun. Don't watch The Nun. Don't give mm. that franchise any more money. <laughs> it was such a waste of time. Dude, we also talked about Fantastic Beasts last week. Yeah, we did. Another. There is so much drama going on on the internet about that, which would be a good time to get into movie news. Ooh. The drama. Oh, you didn't like my music. Got it. So, Fantastic Beasts fans, Harry Potter fans, are losing their freaking mind. Because of all the retconning going on for... Uh, retconning? Yes. What's that? Um, changing of canon. But it doesn't exist, I thought. What? Well, they, I, I didn't think... Well, the, the Fantastic Beasts... Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is just a textbook in the Harry Potterverse. But this these new movies are exploring things that existed in the originals think, seven in the think original Star Wars prequels. Harry Potter universe. Mm-hmm. Oh. Except there's so, going like, to be five of them, not three. Ooh. Yeah. I'm sorry? There's going to be five of these, not three. Yeah, I didn't say Thank three. goodness. I would no, no, I'm just not. saying. I said think oh. about like the Star Wars movies, the Star Wars prequels. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's... Uh, and people are losing their mind. Like um, Minerva McGonagall was in the movie. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would she be in the movie? She wasn't even born yet. I don't know. Um, uh, right. There's maybe some Dumbledore it's her mom. drama. <coughs> you don't um, know. Talked about his best. Yeah, I don't want to say what the drama is. In it all could be lies too. It's whatever. Can we Grindelwald get to the is, other is depressing like news? unbelievably powerful too. So it's it's a level of power that Voldemort never had. Well, Grindelwald and Dumbledore are supposed to be evenly matched, and Dumbledore is supposed to be a shade more skillful. Mm. So Voldemort's not even close to Dumbledore. Uh, Voldemort is close to Dumbledore. Yes, um, the thing that. The only reason that Dumbledore has the advantage over Voldemort is because Voldemort fears him. Ooh. And like, Dumbledore doesn't fear Voldemort because he knows what his, Grindelwald his is true weakness is. This is like one of those situations where the prequels come around for Star Wars. And all of a sudden, even though it's in the past, there's all the kind of advanced technology that they just didn't have for the first one. Such as? Just because it's newer. Just, you know, like, everything's, like, shiny and new and doesn't look like it was made in 1977. Um, ah, gotcha. Even though it's the past. From, right. From then. It's one of them situations, like, Grindelwald is, oh, is so unbelievably powerful. Mm. He can do things that Voldemort couldn't, like, they never even dreamed that he could do. I mean, he can just slaughter hundreds of people, just, like, with this weird fire. 
I, love I mean, this if song it's bean foot ear, then that's explored in the books. I don't know. You'll, you'll have to watch it. Let me know. it. He just seems way more. Am I wrong? He seems no. just way more powerful than Voldemort. He does. But Hell, he doesn't... In the first movie, he seemed way more powerful. Sure. And everybody, True. like, there's no. Nobody says a spell, not one time. Mm mm. Yeah, that's. It just that's happens. Which, I never thought uh, they nonverbal, were to say them. Well, nonverbal spells spells are a thing. Harry yes. starts learning them, and well, even Avada Kedavra. Except you know, Harry only knows one spell. <laughs> they're killing people oh, with Avada Kedavra yeah, without no, saying it. No, Avada Kedavra has to be said out loud. No, they're doing it without saying it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's maybe it's a right. different spell that we don't know of. But Could be. I think he's got this like persad of. I'm bad. Facade? Facade. Persad. Persad. I like, I I like Persad, though. I'm going to okay. use that. Because he seems like he's a good guy. Like, he tries to be the good guy, where Voldemort's like, I'm the bad guy. Hello. You should fear me. You know what I mean? Like, Grindelwald's more of a, oh, I want to be your well, friend. Well, you don't know what his intentions are. Either. Yeah, he plays it that way. People think How does Johnny wants- Depp do in that, though, as a Johnny Depp piece? He's, play- he's playing Johnny Depp. Yeah. Should he not be the person doing it? I would have way rather had Colin Farrell. See, I thought the same damn thing. Sorry. Why why replace him at that? Because Colin Farrell scared me. He's a brilliant actor too. Mm-hmm. He is. Johnny Depp used he to be scared a brilliant me. actor. When I saw him looking, I'm like, oh God, you could be Mormon anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. So I, I wasn't you like scared his that pants? he was a, like a wizard. I was scared that he was a Mormon in wizard times. He's like, this is what we're going to do. I'm like, oh <laughs> crap. The Mormons here. Like, I wasn't worried about any of the magical powers. Ooh. Ooh. Other movie news? Uh, Aaron's scared of Mormons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> news. Um, yeah, but there's the more. We don't have to hide that. Uh, Netflix Boo. doing the deed canceled Boo. Daredevil. Boo! I'm sorry, I'm angry. And now nobody knows the showrunners and makers and cast and crew of Daredevil didn't even know that Marvel Studios didn't know that they were going to get canceled. That's just awful. So nobody knows what? what the hell is going on. Yeah, Marvel Studios had no idea that Daredevil was about to get the axe from Netflix. There's got to be something going on my only guess is that disney plus is going to pick them up but it sounds like this iteration of daredevil with charlie cox no is all done no no yeah i don't even watch daredevil and i know i like this guy this is awful go watch watch stardust and enjoy some charlie cox worst news ever which is on netflix stardust is so it you know but that means the whole universe is dying i think they they've already filmed jessica jones but i don't believe they filmed any of punisher season two so who knows what's going to happen with them it sounds like they're doing a hard reset on the whole marvel universe i don't know i don't understand this is marvel studios it's not even like it's a netflix studio thing so disney owns the production company i don't People are really confused as to what's going on. My my only guess is that they want a hard reboot for their own streaming service. Why, why would what they would that do accomplish? that? What would that accomplish? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You've set a universe. What are they? Is is are they turning into DC? I don't oh, know. Don't say that. That's a bad. It sounds word. like they are. If you're going to reboot your main your main fan base. 
to be fair, DC is also launching their own streaming service, and they have their own Teen Titans show going on. Yeah, it's <sighs> it's pretty dark. So. Well, remember, oh, Robin goes, F Batman, in, the, in yeah. the trailer for it, which shows you just how tone-deaf DC is to their mm-hmm. audience. So... Is there any other bright news? Or is it all depressing? Bohemian Rhapsody is now the highest grossing music biopic of all time. Oh. That's a good positive note. Is that how I'm supposed to say it? Biopic or biopic? Biopic. Biopic? You can call him Mr. Fahrenheit. He just keeps rising. Rising to the top, baby. I I, I will tell you, I was... um, My favorite thing about this, this movie is... What they did, I, I hold a lot of candles to music shows. Like, actually, I would say biopics now. <laughs> biopic. Um, <laughs> biopic. I feel so fancy saying this. <laughs> I, I really like how much they painted him badly. And that's mm-hmm. what bothered me about a lot of their time to do it. I'm like, listen, if I'm, if I'm making a movie about a person you're making a homage. You're making a movie that we're supposed to remember them by. So you pick the good, you take some of the bad, and you create it. I don't want this to turn into a negative connotation about the person. And my favorite thing they stayed heavily toward is what he did to break everybody up due to his own ego. Right. And I really liked what they did with it and how they portrayed it and the, the redemption from it. And I thought they did a great job, but honest to goodness, movie was great. When they did the, my favorite scene wasn't with Freddie Mercury. It was when that guitar, the guitarist, who I did not know was as amazing as he was hearing him rip it out. Right. Is when he created we'll, We Will Rock right. You. I want a song and, that the audience can sing. And when he did it and he comes like, what the heck are you doing? And he's like, eh, this is what we're doing. And it pulled ready into it mm-hmm. and that i was just like <sighs> it it hit me on every front my wife who is not a, i even asked her i was like come on i want you to be on the show tonight let's do this like it was so fun it was fun yeah it, it really was top to bottom a great and movie i'm very happy queen? that it's got the people watching it i remember watching this trailer on youtube about six months ago and i said it to her i woke her up it was like 11 o'clock i go you need to see this trailer and i said I want to give them my money. I want to <laughs> Just give shut them up and take my money. Would you money say that you want this. it all and you want it now? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. I, I was. And I've been listening to the soundtrack. I, I was listening to it. My wife came downstairs. You mean you were listening Shadow to Queen? War, and she goes, I'm listening to that upstairs right now. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's so fun. It was, they did a great job with it. I'll often find myself listening to the Queen Greatest Hits album. Good time. It was good. There's a lot of songs I never knew, and I really like the "Do You Want to Die Today" or so. Oh my goodness, it took me right down. It was good. <laughs> All right, well, okay. more new. One last tiny little Ooh, thing. Stanley's alive. Crazy? No, I wish. <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians, which destroyed at our box office, bombed at the Chinese box office. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Because they know crazy rich agents don't do that. Yeah, they bombed like crazy. So they do not approve. Well, what they said was China owns the money. You can't be rich. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's our money. Game 
Over. Uh, and that's it. That's it for movie news, guys. Let's get into sunshine. It's about time. Yes. Please. And I want to say, right off of the bat, I forgot how many good actors are in this movie. Yes, right? sir. Oh, my gosh. So, anybody has anybody seen this movie yet before this? Yeah, I saw it when it came out. Nope. No. Wait, hold on. You saw this in 2009? Oh, seven, yeah. Wow. I did not. Wow. He's one of those okay. guys. Yeah. One of those guys. <laughs> I like movies. Duh. I'm not just playing a, a role here. You're not a dummy? But, like, Cliff Curtis, <laughs> Killian Murphy, Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> Hiroyuki Sanada, Rose Byrne, Benedict Wong, who plays Wong now in uh, the uh, Avengers movies. Avengers. And Chris Evans, who also is in in Avengers. Troy Gary. Very happy Strong. with Chris Evans. I was really irritated when I saw him, and he played well. Oh, he's always good. He's mm-hmm. a very good well, actor. He played. I'm not going to get into it. My typecast problem. Oh, you think that he should be stuck as Captain America? No, I think they they typecast every single character in the movie. That's my only downside of that movie. They were typecast into Hmm. their own uh, unruly janitor maintenance guy. He was like a mechanical engineer. He wasn't a maintenance guy. Uh, Sure, that was his title. uh, Mm -hmm. He was a maintenance boy. No. Uh, He was also the pilot. They called him him Flyboy. Yeah, I think he's got a lot more going on than you might think. I mean... I think he was the he knew was the only one who really knew how to operate and maintain the ship. I I agreed with him throughout the entire movie. We cannot. There is literally nothing more important than delivering this payload. You're correct, Chris Evans. Yep. Let's just deviate from this whole concept. Right. Mm-hmm. And nothing goes well. Nothing after, after they deviate. I mean, everything that could go wrong does go Did wrong. It's go Murphy's wrong. law in action maybe that's the point of this movie i don't know but excuse me it's supremely well acted it just started off weird yeah well they it's danny boyle so he's got to play around with his camera a little bit you know he's hot off the heels of 28 days later and killian murphy was his boy in that so you knew killian murphy's gonna be the guy in this one too gotcha it's just it, it is what it is um i would have i'm I really would have loved to see what he would have done with the next James Bond movie because he was slated to do that, but he's just quit recently, so it'll be interesting. I don't know. It would have been, it would have been very interesting to see some weird camera stuff in a Bond movie. Uh, I'm very happy you mentioned the camera thing because that was one of my first comments, is even the fight between Cillian Murphy mm. and Chris Evans, mm-hmm. I felt the camera of this movie made me feel like I was in the movie. Right. They always, the reactions of the camera were always up. Well, they play with light a lot, too, because obviously they're looking at the the sun. But they play with, like, shadow, and they play with uh, depth of field a lot, and, you know, Dutch angles. And he's really, really playing with the camera to make you feel unsettled. I'm sorry, Dutch camera. Dutch angles are when the camera is pointed askew. Where it's not a perfect Thank frame. Thank you. You would never see Stanley Kubrick use a Dutch angle. <laughs> I, I really like the camera thing where my, my note came in was about a 20 minute retro note was when they were on the uh, 
the reflector shield is when I finally realized the camera angle situation. I was very, very impressed with it. Yeah, you hmm. know, he he's plays with his camera a lot. He, he is plays a, with his camera. Danny Boyle is what you call an auteur. <laughs> Sorry. He is a filmmaker. My head went somewhere else. Doesn't make the movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I just kept watching the movie like, what's going on? What's what's happening? Was there a first crew? Like, what are they doing? Where are they going? Yeah, yeah that's a really good thought, though. Where's the first crew? Where are they going? Yeah, uh-huh. it's mm-hmm. they definitely drop you in the middle of the world and they don't explain anything. But do you guys think that the world was created well enough that you believed it existed? I mean, I felt like I understood what was happening and I was cool with it. Uh, I just mean like um, because they drop you in the middle of it. Did they? There's yeah. no title card, which means right. it's probably a good movie. There is a little <laughs> VO by Killian Murphy. A little. Um, which usually VO spells doom for a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they use his name as like a first. They're like Robert Chapa built this bomb to restart the sun. They made him sound all important. He seemed pretty important. I guess he is the star of the movie. It's retroactively his movie. To me, space movies have a very important concept. It is that set um, area. Nobody can escape. You're at Mm -hmm. where you're at. Right. But one thing for space movies that I've always enjoyed is when I go into a space movie, when I go into this out-of-world life, like I'm at home, Mm -hmm. knowing I'm at home, Watching a scene in a place that I'll never be, I expect a certain level of drama, and I think they delivered in in the appropriate no setting. And I was really excited about the humanistic problems they uh, they instilled into it, and I was very happy that nothing in this movie was outer-worldly. All the problems were derived from human nature. Sure. Mm-hmm. In a space movie, which is... One of the things I love about movies, and which is one of my favorite space movies of all time, not considering Interstellar, did very well in how they handled it, Sphere. How yeah, they sphere. handled yeah, yeah. out-of-world uh, lifestyles. So they, they continue, even in Sphere, though, most of the problems were humanistic problems. So I think that's what brings to me the connection to the movie I required, that these are real people. Yeah, there were, the only, I guess, big downside for me was whatever character kept going to the observation deck. So. Yes. Um, let's just call him Cap. Um, let's Cyril. call him psychiatr- Psychiatrist. Whatever his name is. Psychiatrist. Cyril? Fifth yeah, it was, it was Cyril. like Sully or something. Cyril. <laughs> Cyril. <laughs> he did like to sunbathe a little more than he well, probably should have. Well, it tells was, you that it's... Because you, you, we find out later that Mark Strong... Uh, he has the same issue. He's becoming. There's a level of <sighs> craziness. Connection. Yeah, there's a it, level of connection to it's, why it's definitely insanity. It's it's slipping on the slope of insanity. They obviously don't get yeah. to see the sun on Earth, so it's like this majestic jewel in the sky. And as they get closer and closer and closer to it, and they're able to actually feel it, it becomes like God to them. Hmm. Mark Strong even says as such, I've spent years communicating with God. Yeah, this is what I listened to while we watched the movie. Mark Strong's in this movie. When are we going to see Mark Strong? Where, when is he going to be on screen? You guys knew Mark Strong was in the movie and were wondering where he was? Joe was, 
while we were watching the movie, which he's seen the movie. I forget which guy he was. And I'm like, who cares? And he's like, well, the movie is stacked. And he looked it up on IMDb. I'm like, can the I watch the movie? Just shush. The movie is stacked. All these people are great actors. And then, like, I, I'm the person while watching the movie. I'm trying to figure out the movie, right? Because I want to figure out yeah, you already knew why the happen. first ship was where it was and why it didn't deliver its payload and how they can get this close to the sun and not die. Um, Which I think they did a great job with that, by the way. Well, mm-hmm. you know, they fake explained it. Fake so. explained is still explained. Exactly. And when they kept showing the flashes of the other people from the first ship, He's that creeped that. me out. Gotta play with that camera. Honest to God, guys, on my first run through, I paused the movie thinking I was crazy. I'm like, did anybody else see this? Right. I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, hold on. There was a people wearing Honolulu shirts. <laughs> well, I said, well, hey, Joe, they just showed a person. He's like, no, they didn't. And then behind us, Lucy was sitting at the table and she goes, yes, they did. <laughs> so I was like, well, thank Danny you. Danny Boyle really oh. hit it big with a horror movie. That mm-hmm. is actually a horror drama. So he, now he goes and makes a horror sci-fi. Not like Alien, though. This is his his take. This if this is his Alien, and this humanistic. Is, it's Correct. very it's very much a horror movie. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, that There's guy. There's a level me out. of uh, uncomfortableness that they portray. It, it's always trying to make you feel uneasy, and they they start off with the camera angles. They Does do anyone that. wonder how that guy stayed alive for six years? Did you not see the uh, the plant area because? When they um, originally broke all their stuff from the burn, they only had enough air for four people to make it to the sun. So it's, it's, it's very heavy induced on this concept of there's enough for a specific amount of people. So that guy has a lush garden creating air, food, so it's only one person eating this. He killed those people. Those people did not commit suicide. He killed them. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I didn't that, put that That together. guy said it so that he had enough to become this person to live out his life. There's no way you're going to have nine people commit suicide by son. Right. Like, that guy oh. did that. He's He was waiting because he knew what he had. If you had the information revealed, I think that movie had a lot of... Uh, uh, what is it when you give them the information early on? Foreshadowing. Yeah. Foreshadowing. That movie yeah. was rich in foreshadowing. Well, they used like, Searle to foreshadow the uh, observation. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they they used the the concept of being obsessed with it to foreshadow yeah. the insanity of Mark Strong, and then they used that you could see that uh, the captain was the trying captain to figure was it also, out. Also, was also becoming enamored with it to a certain extent, and. Then you could see that in when the captain ends up dying on top because you know there's there's issues that go on. Keep people keep making mistakes, and uh, they have to go fix some reflector panels on the uh, on the dish. On the reflector panel thing, this is one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Okay, and I have when I rewatched it with the movie dummies view of it. <laughs> one of my favorite things was though because I actually got really irritated for years when Chris Evans says I volunteer, Kappa. And one of my favorite things was the captain volunteering himself. I don't know how would he do that. It's because he was accepting the responsibility of his crew's decision. I really liked that. I I thought that 
he didn't know he was going to die. Maybe he thought, but that's one of my things that I wanted to make a comment on was each person's specific job, whatever they were. I don't think anybody deviated from it. I think right. everybody stayed very, very true to what type of person would respond in that type of situation. Especially when that one guy, Harvey, became captain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, true character, <laughs> right there. You all gonna die, I'm the captain here. I get the suit. Uh, you know what, seven. Harvey? Take the effing suit. Yeah. Shut up, baby, dude. <laughs> so. But I, I really like that, that uh, what you just brought up, though. I have to say, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that scene of uh, that makes yeah. the, whole really pre- the whole setup well, into it of, hey, you, you can did see, this. You this can is see your the... responsibility. Go out. And I thought, you know, you just sent out the only guy that knows how to set off the bomb, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they might have figured it out. Greatest idea. They could have figured it out. There's <laughs> a manual somewhere. He's not that smart. Not that well, bright Icar- guy. That's not true. Icarus can set off the bomb, too. Oh, that's true. They did say that's that. A very good. That's a very good point. But, it's uh, Icarus the reason he sent him out there true. was because so he's the Icarus dickhead that got him into Amazon. trouble. You guys hear what it said? Icarus, turn down the music. Icarus, turn down. They basically had Amazon Prime ten years ago. <laughs> right. That's they. They had Siri ten years ago on that spaceship. How lucky! I'd prefer Icarus. Uh oh, Icarus <laughs> is flying too close to the sun. Uh, that would be so, a fun. Hey, Dickerus, can you? Yeah. Play but anyways, Christmas the reason that he's he nominated <laughs> Killian Murphy is because he's the dickhead who who got him in the trouble. Hey, Dickerus, what's yeah. the weather going to be like? So he's like, yeah, I got a great idea. Hot. I nominate <laughs> you. And but when can we call him Scarecrow? No, his name's Killian <laughs> Murphy. Yeah, we'll see. No, but can I'm we sorry. call him Scarecrow? Today it's Scarecrow. The Scarecrow he's, man. He's the guy way who more played famous Scarecrow. than Scarecrow. Why are you? <laughs> He does play Scarecrow really well. What I associate him with. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Angela and Shannon on this. He's Scarecrow now. Anyways, when (laughs) Kaneda is killing himself, basically, on top of the thing, he doesn't even want to escape because because, maybe he's given up. Maybe he's accepting his fate. Maybe he's just like, this has been too tough already. I think he knows that they're going to die anyways. I, I, honest to goodness, was really irritated with the scene. And then when I rewatched it, timed it, no way he was making it off that. Yeah, that maybe, shield. but he didn't try, and it seems like against human nature to not try. But he just stood up, and he's dying. And Searle is like, "What's it like? Tell me what it's like." Because you can tell that there is a a madness going on with these people. Yeah, I was like, "What right. is wrong with him?" And like Aaron said, it's it's all foreshadowing. They're foreshadowing mm-hmm. the ultimate madness in that. These people aren't going to give their own lives to the sun, but they start sacrificing others. Right. And this is kind of like every horror movie. They're getting bumped off one by one, Mm -hmm. except, like Aaron said, it's not by a creature. It's by their own mistakes and their own folly. Which I guess is the real evil in the world, right? But I really wonder, you know, the guy that commits commits suicide? Kaneda? Hong or whatever his name. Wong. I really wonder if did he really commit suicide or did did Mark Strong kill him? Yeah, like you could definitely question it at that point. Well, um, Wong didn't. I think his name's Trey in the movie. He didn't actually blow the airlock either. Correct. So, but they thought but he you did. did. See him get out of bed. 
Right. So maybe he did just get out of bed just to kill himself. So you don't really know. It kind of, I like that about this movie. It leaves that room to question. It what doesn't you th- tell I you. I apologize. My wife called me. What are you talking about? Someone killing themselves. Yeah, when, when Wong uh, killed himself. Yeah. I was just saying how I like that they didn't tell us if he did it or if Mark Strong did it. He absolutely did not kill himself. Uh, no, he killed himself, but he did not sabotage anything. Yeah, he didn't sabotage Exactly. So, like... No. But you could question it where he could have been murdered. You don't know that. I, I really do believe he killed himself, but I don't think he caused any undue harm to any other member. No, he definitely killed himself. I'm starting to lean that way now that I'm thinking about it because it showed him Oh, no, I don't think he killed... I, I, he killed himself for sure due to the the stress of it but i don't think he went any further than just killing himself no i don't think he had anything to do with blowing the airlock but Correct. he it showed him get out of bed which made you believe he was the person who blew the airlock to set up the reveal that it was actually mark strong but yeah if he's out of bed walking around he went to go get because he saw the knives were missing mm-hmm. three knives were missing after he pulled out so there was two so wong had one where the other one go mark strong had it remember because he stabs michelle yo in the back with uh, it yep so I think that Wong did kill himself. That's why yeah. I questioned if he would have. Because if the knives were gone, how easily could he have, you know, took the knife out to kill himself whatever. and he showed up. He wasn't murdered. But it was. It didn't show no. us. You can question whatever you want. But I can have my own scene in my head. There, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The thing that also I want to go did back to. Did you say, minute, mm-hmm. Yeah. But. The thing I want to go back to is uh, <laughs> they run the simulator for the explosion and they don't know what's going to happen. They can't right. tell them. So what government funded this trip? <laughs> Without... Government that was out of options. Yeah, but... I, yes, absolutely. Yeah, they had no idea what was going to happen. They were like, uh, it was kind of like Armageddon. Sure, go up there, right, break I the guess. asteroid I mean, apart. At least <laughs> they had models and stuff that they could say, like, you know, theoretical models that they could say it worked. Their theoretical model here only went till 40% of the mission was complete. Yeah, but time and space will fold upon itself. When you're throwing nukes into a forever yeah. building nuke, how... What that's, model can you have that's going to answer that question? No, that, no such model. Well, if you want to get all sciencey about it, none of that is accurate. <laughs> Listen, Listen, I am Linda. allowed to watch. <laughs> uh, you don't need. <laughs> Listen, I got nothing. I'm sorry. There's no scientist. All right, we we have that. a scientist here to a what? certain extent. Um, Who are you talking to? Shannon, what? science. <laughs> They're taking a bomb the size of Manhattan to try and kickstart a fusion reactor the size of 10 billion Manhattans. That's like putting one drop of gasoline in your tank and thinking it will make a difference. Depends what that tank runs on. It's running on the same thing that, you know what I'm saying? You don't need more um, fission. The mm-hmm. reactor itself is dying. You need more fuel. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. Which right. It's, yeah. And a, an explosion is. Can you get the fuel? Which is the whole point of those reactor. The whole point of those shields. I think I don't think that a nuclear, that nuclear explosion nuclear reactor. Because if we look at the sun, it's not an outward exposure. It's like a 
river. It's like an ocean. They're trying to get those bombs below, heat it up. So, anyways, <laughs> the best I'm going to say is that it that uh, they they wouldn't be able to create a bomb big enough to actually make any sort of difference. Shannon, correct. Okay. Dang also, it, Shannon! It's not providing them with matter because what the sun would actually need is fuel and to fuel needs to be the base objects of the sun is what hydrogen and helium and, ni- and, helium and nitrogen so right? what should we do just throw people in there hydrogen is that we should helium. like the old uh, the, the uh, Hawaiians did should we just throw a bunch of people into it so no it's nuclear fusion the best you can hope is that it just dies and doesn't go supernova creating a black hole that sucks you into it and this is what I was telling Joe. I was but like, that's not a good hope because we'd die I, anyway. Yeah, I don't I know. like this hope. I want my nuclear bombs to go in there. I Be- think I'd rather it go supernova and just obliterate life immediately instead of everybody yeah, just freezing to death. No. Yeah, I, I want I want to go out hot, not cold. You never know, but uh, you, you don't. You're not necessarily. Well, you can be 100 percent sure that if the sun dies, you die, but. It, I don't know. It's just the science doesn't add up. It well, doesn't. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. You know, at least Interstellar, if, whether you liked it or not, had physicists working overtime to make sure that the script was at least theoretically possible. You know, I read the book about the science and math behind Interstellar. Oh, yeah. They've written papers on mm. it. And the only thing that sucks about it, it's... That statement, which does not change my argument about how much I love Interstellar, it's completely and utterly false. What's that? All they did was take known math about stars, they put them into simulations, and ramped them up to 99, 90%. The whole... uh, uh, the, the uh, black hole that was surrounding the Gargantua. planets. Yeah. And it was really fun to... I, I read through this and I was trying... I was trying to understand everything I possibly could about it. What they were doing was taking everything they knew about it, put it onto a nice little up and down ticker, and they would up and down it shooting ships by it to finally make the ship make it to the third planet. So well, none of it has ever even. I know, I know, I know the math behind it is sound and so forth. It's but theoretical the math physics it created though, yeah. an absolute absurdity, is what it did. They they created a black hole with ninety percent more power than it ever could have. They don't know. That's that. what makes me mad about that. No, they don't. You can't know that. They've never actually even seen a black hole. No, no. So yes. this right. is, it's all theoretical physics. Gargantua could exist. There's no. There's no reason to assume that it doesn't. That's all. But and like, a real theoretical physicist wrote all that and did did the simulations and did the math and did the models and and going simulations back, that they could play with. Yeah, going back to this movie, the sun has a magnetic field too. So like, yes. we're gonna throw metal at it. The, the that's probably the biggest <laughs> the biggest thing that's weird is. The technology just can't exist for us to get that close to the sun. And no, let's say you would be crushed by gravity. The radiation damage. Oh, the radiation would just absolutely obliterate you. Wipe everything. And then what about the fact? Let's go. If it was possible, (laughs) 
um, the sun hitting Earth would cause global oh, events. Oh, yeah. As soon as the bomb works, which is against <laughs> all odds, it would destroy the Earth. The rapid climate change back to any sort of homeostasis would cause hurricanes. I mean, just think of the air movement, the ocean burnoff, the snow melt, the flooding. I was confused that when they turned their entire spaceship to the side to let them get on the, uh, yeah. the panels and when they were going behind it, how could all sight be almost exactly the same sight that they had before? There was no sun rays coming through. There was no brightness. It was just straight black. I'm like, I'm pretty sure when a light bulb is blasting to the left of me, it will still ignite or light the view to my right. They played the game of, if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. Um, I think what they're what you're supposed to understand is that the size of the dish is so great um, that hmm. it, it actually, and the curvature of the dish, that you can actually do that. Kind of like how there's a dark side to the Earth at all points in time. Closer than Mercury. Ooh, Side note on that, how awesome was the scene when Mercury came across? I gotta say, mm-hmm. overall, the look of this movie did not, it, it, like, it didn't age at all. It looks absolutely fantastic. True. The They're, soundtrack behind it with the beeping. Well, there was just not an effect good, either. I think they did a, a good job with not the soundtrack, but the noise track. I would call it It a wasn't score. always music. It was noises True. and beeps and bustles. Sounds. You can definitely see... Um, where Interstellar got some of its inspiration from, and Hans Zimmer definitely took from the score a little bit too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he did way more with it. That the score to Interstellar might be my favorite of all time. And another bad love it, Joe. Bad. Thing That's why it's the theme song to our podcast. Is <laughs> I kind of think the ending was drawn out a little too much for me personally. Well, I think the the thing that you didn't like, and the thing that I didn't like, because we talked about it was that they never showed Mark Strong in frame. It was almost as if he had soaked up so much radiation he was irradiating the camera mm-hmm. and he wasn't being, he wasn't able to be captured on film. Oh. Wow. But what I think happened was his makeup looked like poo-poo, so they edited, <laughs> they edited around it. Like poo-poo. Because there's no way in hell they would have had him sit in a makeup chair and cover his whole body all day and then he saw this and went yeah that's right I'm not going to be on screen no he was pissed off because he spent all day in a makeup chair and he didn't get on screen and it's because listen it looks I'm like going to tell crap. you that's why I hated mama they finally showed the angry boss guys I have to pop off for about five minutes to help uh, take a kid inside okay okay, okay. I'll be right back so Angela, just- what do you think do you think it was an intentional effect not to show Mark Strong or do you think it was garbage makeup uh, I mean, I'm leaning more towards garbage makeup. If it was intentional, then that was dumb. What do you think about the overall look of the film? Do you think it's aged well? Yeah, I mean, there there wasn't anything about it that screamed outdated to me at all. I know. It, it, does that it seem odd? It looked really, really nice. No, it doesn't. It's 07. It, that seems super odd to me that it doesn't look like garbage. It right. seems I like... Mean, look at Avatar. Some science fiction that is actually pretty close because we're well, you know doing a lot of that i'm not now. talking about that i'm just talking about the fact that it was all special effects and it looks okay yeah for sure that's what i'm saying like a lot of the stuff didn't seem too farce 
personally. Well, because like Avatar came out two years later, and it looks like absolute trash now. And it's not the same. Yeah. So, I don't know. To, to me, that that's a big old tick for this movie, that it still looks great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I agree. It Do you does... think it's because it's simple? Maybe they use did they use models cuz it it looked like it was all CG. I mean, I think it almost has to be models. I mean, it it looks CG and maybe they finished it with CG, but I feel like it it it's it looks too good to be all to have nothing practical. Right. In frame. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Wow. This movie made, what? like, no money. <laughs> really? I'm, I'm not surprised. I had never heard of it. Really? Really. I, I Going into this movie, I had no idea what it was. I, I knew it as, the guy who made 28 Days Later is making another movie. So I was like, yeah, I want to watch that. Nope. I knew it as nothing. I, I mean, I... Matt's little synopsis on our feed earlier today. That was the most I had gotten. Really? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Did you not, were you not aware of Danny Boyle at the time, 28 Days Later? I, I didn't care. I had never seen it. I was not interested. The Beach with Leo? Never saw it. That's not very Was good. not interested. Yeah, you know, and he did. he ended up going on to Slumdog Millionaire... 127 hours, which were more Oscar Beatty than this, and sure. uh, he was supposed to be doing Bond, but it didn't work out. So bummer. Anyways, well, back yeah. to the movie. I think I'm ready to rate it. I think we're at the well end here. Like, what about? Uh, I think we're what? there. <laughs> You're right. Uh, uh, they they didn't ever show Mark Strong, and it really bothered me. I agree. I agree. But I kind of like your thought that I didn't think about that his radiation caused, you know, that's the the fact. That that is the only explanation I can have for the effect they used whenever he was supposed to be on screen. It was almost like it was demagging the tape. Is it bad that it kind of reminded me of, like, Slender Man? Like, creepy, like... Yeah, I mean, he's otherworldly. He's Bruce the Shark. You can't see him because he must have looked like garbage. And I was freaked out. I think I ripped off my fingernail just picking at it. Well, they were definitely going for horror. Yeah. You know what I mean? Thanks for telling me. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. And Danny Boyle, with his little trippy uh, view through the lens that he likes to put, tried to make it a trippy horror movie. Um, he, he's like British Sam Raimi. He loves to play with that camera, and you know he loves to just invent new things. Gotcha. And if you liked Twenty Eight Days Later, you understand that you 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 would have been prepared for this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, I did not see that movie, so I was not prepared. It's very good. You should watch. Yeah, I think that Twenty Eight Days Later. Probably superior to this film. It's a uh, thing. I don't, right? I don't know if I can. I don't think I can agree to that. And I love Twenty Eight Days Later. Interesting, interesting. It, it's well, not zombies. I find zombie zombie movies to be, you know, what I learned a great word from you, noir. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And that Twenty Eight Day Twenty Eight Days Later was fantastic, but 
for space movies, I've seen a lot. That's my genre. Sure. And I want to tell you, I, I haven't seen something that pulled me like that, though. Even with the, the bad science behind it, there's better space movies out there with worse <laughs> math mm-hmm. behind it. And that, that's kind of what I enjoyed about it is it was a play on characters, not a play on outwardly effects. Right, yeah. the monster was humans in a horror movie. And how many horror movies are just... Pu- you know the last horror movie that I've seen that was a pure person? It's Scream. Okay. Every, everything beyond that always has some sort of otherworldly... Oh, no, you, you've been missing expense. out the last couple of years. There is a huge rash of horror movies where it seems supernatural, but it's really just a dude. But I never felt like it was supernatural with uh, that movie. I never felt like it was supernatural with uh, sunshine. I always felt like it was all. Oh no, I'm the I'm just saying that of the person. Uh, Scream is not the last horror movie where it was just a person. Fair point. Um, it, it is a fair point. No, it, it really is. There's a lot of inconsistencies, especially on the science aspect of it. But well, the science can be bent. I mean, Star Wars is a thing, and none of that is scientifically accurate. But yeah. I do like the Murphy's Law nature and the. The fact that we're the ones who ruined the Earth, and I mean, you barely yeah. make the jog to the sun to try to fix it. You know, it it's interesting for sure. What I liked I, about it heavily is that if they, it was all based on one decision right. that killed everybody. Yeah, one thing, those... just like a, a a fun movie, fun, um, The Martian. Yeah. One thing happened to change the whole thing. One thing happened. They didn't democratize it. They said the physicist decides one, two bombs are better than one. I'm like, if that bomb didn't make it, why are you going to the? No, just just keep going. Yeah, and that's Chris just Evans. Just in the scene to go to the bomb, they screwed up two things. They screwed up the trust of the crew, and they screwed up. They they killed a crew member. Yeah, and oh, I and like they kill everybody. I like everything of it. always had somebody to blame, and I like that about movies. I want to blame somebody. I want to be mad at somebody. Like, why did you do this? Why did you go in the dark room by yourself? <laughs> yeah, that one decision kills all of them, and possibly humanity. I I kind of would have liked the ending better if we never <laughs> if knew it, whether or not it worked. If it just didn't Ooh. work, no, I I would have been happy if it didn't work. Uh, Ooh, no, I kind of like it. We didn't know. I'm not going to lie. That's too Christopher Nolan for me. I feel like we do know. Like, if they ended it with Cillian Murphy dying in the fire and didn't do that scene at the end of, like, the sun getting brighter on cold New York Earth, I I think it would have ended very well. Side note of fun of why this movie got recommended to you, which some of you have have seen, Joe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. I watched one of my favorite science fiction movies of all time, Enemy Mine. Just, okay. I find that movie to be, pardon this, but a stoner's dream. <laughs> because I actually don't believe that movie is about space. I think it is um, about two side, a two-sided coin. Number one, I believe it's about uh, potentially your own inner demons in that the little alien was born of a brand new thought or a new feeling about society and number two about um race relations i really like that Mm. but i rented this movie in 2010 wow off of netflix when you could rent movies and have them mailed to you 
I I had Enemy Mine mailed to me, and I watched that movie. And at eleven thirty, I was like, I'm gonna watch the trailers. And the trailer on Enemy Mine was for Sunshine. <laughs> and that is how I discovered Sunshine was on a trailer on a DVD from Netflix for Enemy Mine. Wow. I couldn't, I couldn't make this stuff up. I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I remember the sweat, this feeling of like, I need this movie, ordering it on Netflix online, waiting nine weeks for Sunshine to come to me and watching this movie in my dad's living room like, oh my God. And then I set this huge party up because a buddy of mine had a beautiful surround sign, a beautiful TV, and a Blu-ray player, and I went to Best Buy in the first day that they released this on Blu-ray. This wasn't released on Blu-ray until 2014. Huh. And I remember watching this movie like, oh my god. That makes sense. I mean, it wasn't a financial success, so. No, not at all. That makes sense. Was it ever even actually released in the big screen? Yeah. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, no, it didn't mm-hmm. act over well. It's obviously a British film, so it yeah. might have done better over there. Let me check. Probably not. Yeah. Um, man, that's a huge quality jump going from Louis Gossett Jr. in a weird makeup to uh, <laughs> to Sunshine. <laughs> I, I remember watching it like, wow, I want to see that. It only did $3 million here in the U.S. Um, its budget was something like $26 million pounds which is you know double 52 million dollars so it didn't make yeah. its money back it made it for me <laughs> uh, there there is a definite love for this movie you know mm. got all the actors in it. it's well done it's, obviously it's well done i think it holds up better than a lot of movies from its time period and i think we should rate it though please thank you thank you thank you then rate it there okay i rate it Thank you for stopping to talk to me and give me the opportunity to rate this movie called Sunshine. Shut up, baby, dear. (laughs) Oh, my God. I gave this movie a 7 out of 10. Wow. Did you like the spacesuit? No. (laughs) No. I didn't like the space stuff, but the movie took me by surprise. The gold suit, did you think it was cool? No, I thought it was lame. It made them look like a mole or something stupid. Why Re- have... Then why did you say... Hey, this jacket is awesome! I did not, Joseph. Ooh, it's uh, uh, no, 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 no. Now I gotta play it again. I heard those words right from your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like I, right I had you on speakerphone when you were saying it. No. <laughs> like, the movie caught me surprisingly guessing and wondering what was gonna happen and then freaked out at the end. Like... I didn't imagine going there. At least I didn't even know what the movie was about. So I guess that helped. Yeah. So. All right. Angela. So I am of two minds for this movie. Ooh, you I, said that earlier. Now we get to hear the end. <laughs> Let her Deeper talk. voice. Deeper voice, Joy. <laughs> now we get to I, hear the end of it. <laughs> I love it. I recognize that this is a very well-made movie. Mm. Um, it's very. It was very well written. It was thought out. The effects look really, really nice. The acting was good. Powerhouses all around. 
but I didn't like it. <laughs> That's fine. I uh, I I found it, it mostly it, just real boring. I was real bored. As a side I, note on the powerhouses, was anybody a powerhouse at that time? Probably I don't, not. I don't feel they were. I don't think those guys were powerhouses at that time. Michelle Yeoh was. Not, but I feel like everybody there was B Squad. You had the fa- you had the Fantastic Four fire guy in the movie. Oh no, that that's <laughs> not true. Uh, Chris Evans was a bit was a minor player, but um, the Japanese guy he was big time at the time. For British movies. Uh, just as an actor, he he was coming. You know, he made his huge debut in The Last Samurai. And he was big stuff at the time. Killian Murphy had just come off of 28 Days Later. Michelle Yeoh had been a huge star for a long time. So. Hmm. Redacted. There you go. Redacted. Mark Strong was on his way up, though. Chris Evans was definitely on his way up. Rose Byrne is on her way up here. And uh, Cliff Curtis at the time. You know, he's he's top build, so he had been in some stuff at the time. And uh, this was probably one of his last big things he did. Who's Chris Curtis? Cliff Curtis, he was Cyril, the guy who was obsessed with the sun. He would go on like to be that. on Fear the Walking Dead as his last big thing, but he's definitely a good actor. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I just I didn't I didn't enjoy a I don't know. You can not like something, go ahead. I'm just no, I'm, I'm just not a big I'm not a big space person. I'm not a big uh, horror person, so the space horror was just kind of like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I can I can understand that. So, if you were just to rate its production value, what would you say? Um, if I were, if I were rating this movie from like a technical standpoint, I would I would probably rate it a seven or eight. Personal um, standpoint. What about my, a personal standpoint? From from a personal standpoint, I'd probably rate it a four. Yeah, see, that's life. It was, it was kind of, oh, yeah, it was okay. I'm not ever gonna watch it again. I love. Kevin I like both those dumb. ratings, to be honest with you. I felt, and I felt like the last like half hour of the movie just kind of went off the rails, and I didn't. I was. Is it because I did not of the like camera the whole work Mark around? Strong coming back thing. Yeah. I didn't like the. You know. I, is God really trying to stop them, or is He just insane? And, I'm with you. You know, there yeah. there's some definite issues there. They obviously, it's an, uh, I don't know if it's try- even trying to be veiled, that when someone goes insane, they start believing in God. Right. You know, as if as if it's antithetical to science. There's that, yeah. whole, that, that message is there. But, yeah. Right. I, I'm, I'm with you in a lot of ways. I, I also am of kind of two minds of this movie. It's production value is off the chain. All these great mm-hmm. actors, it still looks good today. I... Going in, I did not think it was going to hold up like this, honestly. And I do love horror. I do love space. So for me, the rating is going to be a little bit higher, but it's probably going to be lower than you think. Okay, so what is it? I'm only going to give it a 7. Oh, you matched me, baby. Yeah, I mean, if we're whole, you know, as time goes on, space movies have gotten better. And, you know, but still, like, is it as good as that old space movie from 1977 or even the one from 78? Alien. Is it as good as Alien? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Um, is it a big old swing? 
Absolutely. You got to love Danny Boyle for trying. Um, and there's so much to love about this movie. I highly recommend people watch it for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, watch it. If you're into space at all, watch it. But if it's not your bag, then you're not missing anything. Go back to watching Hallmark movies, I guess. Yep. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> Do it. Oh, man. Yeah, so I guess that's the whole shebang there, guys. Oh, so nobody, I can't give a rating? Oh, you didn't give one yet? No. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. Come I'm on. Sorry. I, I got to listen to everybody's, and I have to tell you, I am pleasantly surprised and happy about this. Okay. Because I just had, from people who may not like space movies, someone who does like space movies, an above five rating for Sunshine. Because for any of those who are listening... This is my baby that I requested. (laughs) (laughs) And I really do like it because my space movies start with one simple movie called Sphere. Oh, yeah, it's great. Which is Jodie Foster killing it. And that is where a lot of my basis comes from. What's wrong with you? These types of movies. And I give this movie a seven. A solid seven. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not talking about Sphere. You're talking about Contact. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Sphere, one of my first two as well, but Contact. And I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. I found drawn into it when I first watched it with only the trailer from Enemy Mine with nothing else. <laughs> we had dial- it really was. This is all I had. I did not have anything to watch this. And I was just so surprised at this because, yes, I had seen... Um, 28 Days Later, and I had seen this movie, and I was so happy watching it. And I have to side with you, Joe, on the concepts of nothing that they did was possible. It, it just, like, how are you getting, like, a welder's mask? Which, by the way, is why we didn't like the uh, the spacesuits. They gave them welder masks. Yeah, yeah, lame. But it's also the same thing they were viewing the sun through sun the whole spaceship the whole space suit that was all synonymous together mm-hmm. that right they were literally going out in their own mini spaceship and i found that whole scene to be very intense but i give it a seven i okay. just wow. I, I like the movie start to finish just because of the humanistic aspect of the fear it gave me right. of the you're stuck in a a pod and when they do space exploration tests now nasa or spacex whoever they're doing their own test on the ship but all the people they're not testing themselves they're not testing what they do they're testing their relationship between themselves it's like the people who lock themselves in the uh fake space pod in nevada for 90 days or a year they're not testing anything but human nature how well, they've we actually got one to one another that is uh super intense it's underwater yes and We're, i like that that's in, off the atlantic right shannon yes yeah so that to me that's what this movie gave me it was a pure humanistic element another great space movie uh i never remember movies when i'm talking but the <laughs> uh what is the movie where they go and they actually go to hell and back and the spaceship is now crazy oh, the uh, core um, 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 um the core event horizon 
Oh, Event oh. Horizon, yeah, yeah. Event Horizon, there's always some sort of supernatural. We talk about aliens, a supernatural event. We talk about contact, a supernatural event. But this movie is a spaceship movie with humanistic qualities behind it. And mm. I think that's what uplifts it higher than it probably should have been based on what we're seeing behind it. Um, we look at another great space movie, Moon. Oh. Great movie with humanistic <laughs> psychosis. Uh, we've because reviewed Moon on this podcast before, and uh, we loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great movie. But I think that's what separates, for me, a lot of space movies is why I liked Interstellar, the humanistic <sighs> aspect. There was no supernatural. It was them. And that's why I like these types of movies is they are giving us something that we can never, we might be able to attain, but within our own, with our own, our own standpoint. And that's right. what I like about this is we killed ourselves. We made our own mistakes. Nobody else screwed this up. We screwed it up. And I like that. I like that about this movie. And I, I will go back to your point, Joe and Angela and Shannon, is that they should have died. Yep. And they did die. But they shouldn't have won. I think I think that would have even been better. It definitely didn't, didn't tonally it fit done. with the movie. Uh, the tone of the movie definitely spelled doom for everybody. Like it's almost like we deserve it. Right. Yeah. But yeah. the the ending is happy. So I don't like that. That's the only that's the only thing I don't like about it. I don't like happy space endings. <laughs> I I prefer I prefer we all die. You just prefer regular happy endings. <laughs> I tried to think of something witty and I'm like, I don't got it. I love Kevin Bacon's big dong. I, <laughs> I thought you were gonna pull a new drop. Oh that's, god. That's you know you know what we're missing right there? Matt would have freaking sniped that out of all of us. Yeah, he would yep. have. Mm-hmm. I'm missing that sniper. Mm-hmm. Alright guys, well that was Sunshine. Hit us up at moviedummies at gmail.com for your thoughts on the movie. But before we go, let's play this some games. Yay. Oh, thank God. I thought you were about to skip the game. No, it's Shannon's show. What? My show? Yes. We are going to play Name That Movie title. They are, of course, Christmas movies. Jerk off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm going to read the synopsis or what what can you call it? Synopsis. Why don't you shut your fucking mustache, you piece of shit? If you Joe, where have you been on all this? You're now just getting into this? What happened? <laughs> Shannon, you did not push enough buttons. I know. I try. It totally makes sense. You can push anything on this screen. It's just big mouth. Oh, you have multiple screens? Yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. I am okay. how you say a fancy, a schmancy. <laughs> like you said, this is my show. Zip it. What? So. Uh-oh. Dickerous is driving mm. too close to the sun. Naughty you are. Okay. That was Angry Yoda, by the way. I'm going to read the synopsis, and I'm going to give you three movie titles, and you're going to have to guess which one it is. Ooh, I like this. What are you going to name this game? Uh, Guess the title. (laughs) I don't know. Way to kind of throw it on me. What's your theme music sound like? No, we're going to call it Shannon's. From now on, you call her Shannon. Okay, the very first movie 
is Noelle is a holiday hater who toils in the department store in which she's accidentally locked in on Christmas Eve. Of course, her name's Noelle. There, she meets a woman who identifies herself as a guardian angel and introduces her to several ghosts of Christmas past. I'm so angry right now. Present and future. I'm so angry. Is the title A, Department Store Christmas, (laughs) B, Guardian Angel Christmas, or C, a shoes addiction Christmas. What do you shut department your fucking store mustache, you piece of shit? That's not. I'm going department store Christmas too. I'm going a guardian angel Christmas. <laughs> well, everyone got it wrong. What? <laughs> it's called a shoes addiction Christmas. You guys are the fucking worst. <laughs> this is wow. a 2018 Hallmark Christmas movies oh. that you can see. That's on but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. Okay. Ain't that Thank the you. Truth. I'm so angry right now. The, that synopsis just ruined my day. Oh, this one's <laughs> so longer. Mad. Are you ready? No, that's not the problem. The problem is all this these Hallmark movies where a ghost becomes real or a, a Montana rancher is a king. It bothers me so much and I don't know why. <laughs> or a movie Joe becomes God. Like, this is bullcrap. You know what I mean? It's just like Come on, don't bullshit me. But that's all Harmark does. <laughs> <laughs> Next movie. Let's hear it. Just because they're identical doesn't mean these twins even like each other. Estranged twin sisters get together for an obligated Christmas lunch a year after their mother's death, but both women are unhappy and frustrated with their lives. So, can they take advantage of this? And who wouldn't be wiser? They do what they call the identical twin switch. So I don't play that game. Is this called A, switched at Christmas, B, wiser Christmas guest, C, identical Christmas twins? Identical Christmas twins. A. A. Which was what? Switched at Christmas, I think. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Switched at Christmas. Talk to the hand. This is a what year was this one? 2017 Christmas movie. Which you know what I'm, this is? This is like the glitter bomb. <laughs> <laughs> no problemo. Nice try. Okay, next movie. Am I gonna get angry at this one too? An anxious bride to be throws in yep. with a broken hearted guy and a happily married couple for an emergency ride to New York City. Learning about each other and themselves along the way. Is this A. Stuck together this Christmas? B. Why are all the titles so bad? A Christmas detour. C. Bride to be Christmas time. All right. Did you make up? So, like, you one of them's real. Are you making up these other two? Yes. Because there is zero quality <laughs> gap. You are evil on this. I gotta go B. I'm going B. Like. Your um, titles are as dumb, <laughs> as hey, useless. Hey, hey, that's offensive. I don't mean it like that. I mean like... You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like how angry Joe's getting about this game. Okay, it's which like, title? I don't care. I care so little. I think I'd rather paper cut my wiener head. Well, pick a title. Wow. Why did you just say that? Joe, why am I now imagining it? Fuck now you're you. going to have a nightmare about it. You're ruining my game. Oh. You're ruining my brain thoughts is what you're doing. <laughs> ah, come on, Angela, drop. do you have a title? Oh, my drop I'm going to go with 
Uh, the. Oh, Shannon, I you're forgot. lucky. My drop machine. Okay, died. it was stuck together at Christmas, bride to be at Christmas time, or a Christmas detour. Stuck together at Christmas. Stuck together at Christmas. A Christmas detour. Ding, ding, ding. Angela got it no. right. Oh. This is a 2015 Christmas movie. What? You don't like that? Again. This is like Boulder Dash. We should just call this Shannon Dash. Oh, I like that. Yeah, Shannon we're going to totally name it that. Okay, this one is very short. Did I have the right one? Okay. When a doctor doesn't get the position she wanted, she ends up moving to a remote Alaskan town. She unexpectedly Why? ends up finding <laughs> love. <laughs> the Happy- question that could be asked of all Hallmark movies. Why? <laughs> so mad. She unexpectedly ends up finding love, happiness, and discovers that the small town is hiding a big holiday secret. Let me guess. A guy with a dog. So, is it Christmas Side under note, wraps? Has anybody been so angry they said, moving to Alaska? <laughs> B, Christmas in Alaska. Or C, small town Christmas secret. Oh, God. Small town Christmas secret. Small town Christmas secret. What was the first one again? <laughs> Christmas under wraps. Christmas no, under wraps. No, if that's the right one, I'm quitting. It is. That's the right ah! one. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie totally came out in 2013. Back. Oh, my gosh. Just in case you you're looking for it. Wow, this A. Hurts a Ron. so bad. Bye, guys. Shannon, I'm telling you, you're a genius at these Hallmark movies because <laughs> none of the titles are good. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even make sense. Uh, right? No, Why would Shannon, you detour? you can never do another game. I want Hallmark titles all the time. <laughs> you're hurting my heart with these. <laughs> Shannon and they Dash have them is for our every... new favorite game. Shannon Dash. Okay, next one. An executive examines her company's new property and prepares a presentation to transform this rustic lodge into a new hot spot. Yeah, pretty soon I bet they'll all be swinging together. Just a big old fucking suck. Little does she know, she finds love along the way. It was in the middle! I'm Jeez. so sorry! She held such composure. <laughs> I have start my movie scratch. voice. You gotta start over. I'm sorry. <sighs> I didn't. I lost she that. stopped for so long. I thought she was done. So I played the drum. I, I can't believe she rolled right after it. Too, like, <laughs> Do you really have to hear it again? Yes. Oh jeez. <laughs> I want to know it from scratch with no dick. Well, like drops. Maybe you would win. Oh jeez. An executive examines her company's new property and prepares a presentation to transform the rustic lodge into a new hot spot. Mm. Little does she know she finds love along the way. Is it... Let me guess. Is it a guy with a dog? A. Let it snow. B. Lodge at Christmas. C. Snow at the lodge. Ooh. Lodge at Christmas. Let it snow. Oh, I want to go let it snow. I'm going let it snow. A. It is let it snow. Shannon, you this this is what you were meant to do. <laughs> yeah, Shannon, I feel like everything has led in your life like to this, Shannon's conundrums. This is your <laughs> This is your swan song. This is, 
this is my swan song yeah you can die swan now. You've, song. you've you've completed your life do you mean goal. hallmark song <laughs> your I hallmark got, swan song i got one more shannon dash no. is, it's your what's it a magnum opus yeah that movie was 2013 so have you seen these movies i've seen two of them oh there there's a common thread throughout how all many of these. how many of them have a ghost that becomes real only one had a ghost. What? <laughs> Don't even. Why does even one have a ghost? <laughs> Come on, Angela thought that one of the movies had a ghost. Remember? She's like, <laughs> I can't even talk. Do you remember that, Angela? That was all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Last. Hold on, I gotta stop. I, how many Hallmark movies have you watched where they had a ghost? I can't count a few. How many At had least. a ghost that becomes real? Only one. Then how come you said it's your favorite type? It's my favorite movie that's a Christmas movie. Guys, I read a whole scene about myself earlier this week. It says, as a relatively successful and busy man who lives in a city, my greatest fear is losing my girlfriend to a hometown hunk with a young son who <laughs> teaches her the true meaning of Christmas. Nice. <laughs> a Hallmark title. Uh, Jerk oh. off. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> okay, this last one's a little sad, so let's end this on a good note. Okay. Okay. The Locke family are devastated. There's more? When they learn their two-year-old son, Dax, has leukemia, but that won't stop them from having Christmas. Is this... Christmas heart, the miracle of Christmas, or the heart of Christmas? Heart of Christmas. Heart of Christmas. Heart of Christmas. It is. This is a sad movie. I'm I think. To see through your facade. <laughs> I have seen this movie. It's a 2011. I hope they all die. Did you cry? I did. It's a sad movie. So I think this is when Hallmark her, started. When is she watching these movies by herself? What's I happening? don't know. She is just what as busy you as me. Is she watching it on her phone in bed while you are passed out? She's like, <laughs> I don't. Aaron, like, I wish I could tell you that I, I've seen the time she's able to spend. She watches like 40 Hallmark movies a season. Hey, how, how are you missing this? You need I don't to be, know. <laughs> you need to be more diligent about your life. I don't know. I had to Shannon, scramble to, to watch like, one movie all weekend. Time, baby. You know, it took me forever just to watch Halloween. It was like a multiple step process. And I'm gonna start she, tricking she you into blows seeing through freaking six Hallmark so, movies some, in a weekend. Some women have vibrators. Some women have books. <laughs> someone have like the the Forty Shades of Grey. You go to bed and she's like, "Oh, the Hallmark movies on." I, I want to spread some over cheese there. all over my cracker. So I'm gonna watch a Hallmark movie. Okay. So does anyone know the thread through all those movies? I'm going to say Christmas. Nope. It was an actress. It was no. she, 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 she. Oh, was it your girl from Full House? It is. There you go. Lori Laughlin. Cameron. No. Candace Cameron. Cameron. DJ Tanner. Uh, she has been in the most Hallmark movies. 18 totals we looked up the other day. Yep. What? Well, Shannon. More than Dean Cain? Yes. Dean Cain wow. didn't even make the top 10. <laughs> Hold on. Wow. No, 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 no. Dean, if he doesn't make the top 10, oh. I feel... Oh no! Yeah, there's some people with a lot less to do than him. That's a... <laughs> I thought Hallmark was built upon his rapport. I don't know. Guess it's not. Crazy. All I have to say is about this game, Shannon. Yeah. That was beautiful. No, no. <laughs> uh, uh, Shannon my new favorite Dash. Game. 
Shannon Dash is my new favorite game. Uh, you guys can get the home version da, at moviedummies.com. <laughs> I'm kidding. You can't. Did you You'll just have say to come home back. version? Yeah. I, I can't wait to even see the little characters they have to place. They're little Christmas trees. They're gingerbread houses. They're ghosts. They are a ghosts. rancher. Those are all ghosts. <laughs> Become real. The game. The name of the game is you start off as a ghost and you have to get some unwitting participant to fall in love with you so you become real. This is the princess and the frog, but just with oh, a ghost. God. Yeah, with a ghost. Oh, oh, I had so much fun. I cannot kiss you through my non-corporeal form. I thought my game was good, and I am like sitting with my elbow on a wall. I'm like, oh my god. You've, you've been <laughs> bested by the best. <laughs> I've been Shannon boozled. <sighs> That'll be good for breathe, her self-esteem. This breathe week. deep, Shannon. You've been you Shannon boozled us all. Yeah, yeah. I I can see this. I mean, it's not for me, the, but people will like it. The it's problem Starbucks. is, it's no what America wants. We all win. When you win, you don't win. We yeah. we all win here. Everyone was a winner. <laughs> You're a wiener, you're a wiener, and you're a wiener. So guys, we've gone for Funny long note today. Wiener, I ate at a place called the Mean wow. Beanie today. <laughs> and when they do catering events, they they have a place called the Little Weenie. And they sent it to your house. Nice. <laughs> the Little Weenie. Wow. Sounds a little too close oh, to home for me. But anyways, guys, thank you for listening. It's gone long today. We yes. appreciate you. Uh, next week, we're going to dive deep into one of my childhood favorites. Oh, um, no. Debbie Does Dallas. No. Oh, well, no. Debbie it's mentioned. Dallas, <laughs> Debbie Does Dallas 2. Yeah. Oh. That's right. It is mentioned. It is not mentioned. Are you serious, Angela? It is mentioned. Busy girl, that Debbie. Um, oh. Allison Hannigan's first movie. We got Dan Aykroyd. We've got Kim Basinger. Is it? Is We've it? got John Lovitz. It's My Stepmother is an Alien. Ba-boom. Don't forget Seth Green. Oh, yeah, Seth Green is also in there. Uh, it, it is utterly fantastic. We've watched it, it recently. Really um, I've actually liked this movie. It's a movie I've been putting off because the, the week I was like, Angel, we're finally going to do this. The week I said that to her, how did this get made? Did it on their podcast? So I've put a little, I put a year in between hither and yon, and uh, I think that's enough time for me to uh, look at this freshly again. But remember, Shannon, we watched it at the time. Yep, to forget all their jokes with the the words. dick, the purse with the dick eye in it, and uh-huh. sucking batteries and all that good stuff. So, mm-hmm. guys, it's going to be a fun ride next week. We'll have a lot to talk about. This is going to be oh, Miami yes. connection levels. Uh, of I'm going to awesome. charge my phone and my device. And. Uh, Hey, Aaron, have you ever seen this movie? Which one? My Stepmother is an Alien. Oh, I thought you were talking about Shannon Boozled. Um, <laughs> no, I have never seen this movie. <laughs> oh, 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 my gosh. It is a gift. I, oh, I can't believe I get to do this for you. You are going to... Your life will be complete after this, so... Well, I've been... I, I really thought the Bible was going to do this to me, but apparently this one... Nope, it's a crappy no. Kim Basinger movie from the 80s, so... Joe's going to complete you. Oh yeah. I think I think Joe already did that. Let's go to the bathroom and climb thin toilet paper. So yeah, uh hit us up next week. As always, you can find uh past episodes at moviedummies.com and if you wanna write into the show. Hey, can we hey hold on Joe. Can we find last week's episode on it? You sure can. You can. It's not there. <laughs> it's just a uh quick talk from me and Shannon explaining the <laughs> issue we had, but yes. <laughs> oh, I thought it was gonna be a way better burn it didn't happen. Uh, there, there is a, there is a long lost um, movie dummies episode 
um, where we talked about Major League and it was so boring, I made us record another one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So uh, we could always drop that if something like that ever happens again. But No, don't do that. Don't torture them. The episode was so boring, I remember pulling out 12 <laughs> minutes of dead air. Yeah, it was not good. That wasn't a fun movie to talk about. <laughs> no, there wasn't enough wrong with it, and it wasn't good enough to, to really... <laughs> to... No, it was just kind of like, yep, so that happened. Yep. That was fine. Charlie Sheen, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Tom yeah. Bergeron. Next week, we were not going to have that issue. We're going to have so much to talk about. Aaron, I'm so excited for you to watch this movie. Uh, don't watch it with the kids around. Um, and we'll have Matt back. Yeah, and we'll have Matt back, and it'll be a fun time, so... Uh, join us next week, guys. As always, I'm Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. I'm A-A-Ron. And we will see you next week. Go yay Michael Bay. <laughs> Are we yay Michael Bay still? I mean, he hasn't made a movie in so long. So I don't have to say it anymore? Yeah, let's just say this. Also, bye. 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 <laughs> Push the button. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening, Meatbags. Check out other episodes at MovieDummies.com. Contact the show hosts at MovieDummies at gmail.com. Catch you on the flippy flop.